This is Yep, I Did That with Amanda and Jonna. Hello. Hi, hi, hi. I'm Jana. I'm Amanda. And this is Yep, I Did That. I didn't have a duet. It wasn't a duet. I'm sorry. Do you want to do it again? Yep, (laughs) I did that. Whoa, jinx. Um, We're a health and wellness podcast. Yeah, and we talk about all the things that are floating around the internet, Instagram, Pinterest. Facebook. Facebook. Blogs. You know, that Just person you follow that's like, oh my gosh, this is like the next big thing. You should really try it. We're here to say, nah, girl, don't do that. Or yeah, that's that's an okay Mm -hmm. thing to try. You know, Jonna tries it for us so we understand what's happening. Yep. And Amanda is super smart, has her master's and is a dietitian and tells us the science behind why it's a good choice or a bad choice or why it's a try it, but we don't know. Exactly. <laughs> I wish people could watch my face as you talk about me. I'm always like, uh-huh. yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Lay it on oh my me. Gosh, yeah. Just tell me, like, <laughs> give me more accolades. Thanks. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, so anything new? No, I had um, for the holidays every year we go to Disneyland and uh-huh. there's a super fun candlelight <gasps> ceremony. Yes. Um. That is like for invite only people, but us simpletons can view from outside of the seated area. And there's a celebrity that speaks every year. And mm-hmm. last year was um, Chris Hemsworth, which was I awesome. thought you were just going to say Thor because you usually always say uh, Thor. Well, I was going to, but I was like, <laughs> what? That doesn't make sense. I'll be more politically correct. Um, <laughs> Thor read the nativity story last year and it was epic. I love um, that. And it's crazy, like choirs huge choirs and a symphony um and then this year was chris pratt which we love parks and rec so much oh my gosh if you guys didn't know that from listening to this podcast how much we love parks and rec then you don't listen to our and he was the sweetest so that was really fun he's one of my favorite humans i love him so much i mean i don't know him personally but no basically i do because i saw him from like like you guys are best friends a lot of feet away (laughs) But we were practically a family. You tagged him in an Instagram post and he probably maybe didn't see it. He potentially saw it, <laughs> though. And that's what's keeping me going. That's enough for us. <laughs> um, So that was really fun. He's going to be like your new best friend that I talk about. Like you talk about. Like I talk about Dax, my good friend, Dax Shepard. You know, my Kristen great Bell. friend, Chris Pratt. Yeah, your great friend, Chris Johnny Pratt. Karate. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's basically took up our whole weekend. How about you? Um, yeah, I, um, just been trucking along. Kyle's out of town. So just hanging out. You got some Christmas decorations up. I have Christmas decorations up. I listened to NSYNC Christmas. Um, I've also started my own, um, 25 days of Christmas via Amanda via Netflix. Which is awesome. Yeah. So you can follow along with that on net or on Instagram. On Netflix. On Netflix. Just like follow, guys. <laughs> She's a, got a genre now. It's okay. Um, yeah, you can follow along with that on our social media. Yeah. Um, I'm basically just watching all the ridiculous Christmas movies because I'm by myself. So 
It's great. It's, it's great. Good. It's all good. It's all good. It's all fine. Um, one thing that I did want to talk about that um, I really love the men that listen to our podcast. And I know that like a lot of it is geared towards women, but we really do love the men that listen to our podcast and we appreciate you guys so much. Um, another guy that um, Kyle is like does business and stuff with, like mm-hmm. he listens to our podcast like religiously, I guess. Shout out. Yeah. Um, if you need some pickups, you should really check out Lambertone pickups because yeah. um, they're pretty awesome. Um, but he actually asked Kyle a question to me about the LaCroix episode. <laughs> and I figured I would answer him on this episode. So Ooh. we didn't actually like address this part um, about LaCroix and sparkling water because we were mainly just focusing on the like article issue that was yeah. going on at the time with like the legislature the lawsuit yeah um but he was like i only drink Lacroix, and um i feel like it's making me gain weight and i feel like mm. that's been actually something that a lot of people have said and so um it, there is a chance so i just wanted to like talk about it real fast before we get into this like next little topic yeah is that um the same way that we talked about, like, I don't know if we've talked about it, but I think we might have, like, Diet Coke actually makes you hungry. And they don't know if it's because of the aspartame or if it's because of the carbonation. Mm. And um, an article that I was reading was that it actually thinks, we actually think it might be the carbonation that increases the amount of glucagon that is, like, being sent to your brain. So that's that hormone that's sending it being like, hey, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Feed me. Okay. Um, and so whenever you drink a ton of carbonation that's what's like sending to your brain so you're never actually being like satisfied essentially mm-hmm. and this is a potential there you a think. potential and so um if Lacroix is the only thing that you're drinking you should probably try cutting it try and see cutting what happens. it drink like plain water sometimes <laughs> like don't it will also save you money yeah um but um there is a potential that like the carbonation could be increasing that glucagon to your brain and so it is actually being like hey i'm hungry hey i'm hungry um and you could be eating more so you heard it here folks heard it here before it comes out next year yes <laughs> we're here to help you with your Lacroix addictions. sparkling water addictions because we have it too we do but it's all about balance like even 80 20 in Lacroix, Lacroix, 80 percent Lacroix, 20 percent water 20 percent Lacroix, 80 percent water all right. Well, that's yeah, interesting. So just a little fun fact of, um, so if you have questions, like send them to us and we would love to answer them like this. Like, please email us, DM us on Instagram. If there's something yeah. that like we don't talk about in an episode, but you have a question about it, let us know because we would love to do an entire episode just on like your questions. Absolutely. Um, and that's all I have. Before Um, we talk about this next topic. You know what's so weird, though? I've just been craving a Caesar salad lately. Um, It's you want to like have a little like diarrhea and (laughs) like die. Um, Yeah, just the crunch is worth it. Just the crunch is (laughs) worth it. You know, that like Caesar dressing, those anchovies just really Mm. just are like what you're craving right now. Um, so if you live under a rock and you don't understand what we're talking about, um, we're going to be talking about bacterial stuff in food. Yeah. Antibiotics. Antibiotics. Antibiotic resistance. And it's very much a part of every, something that we all in America are dealing with right now because it is affecting our romaine. Yes. If you haven't noticed, 
Um, people are not serving salads places. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a lot of limited salads on the or lettuce available mm-hmm. in the grocery stores, especially like the prepackaged ones, because mm-hmm. romaine is the base of probably Most majority of them. Of them. Yeah. Um, the CDC is, said throw it all away. Yeah. So if you zero have it, is okay. If you have romaine in your like pantry or in your refrigerator right now, go throw go it throw away. away. Do not eat it. Bag, throw it in a anything. hole, light throw it on fire. Throw it light on fire. <laughs> That's the only way to get rid of that E. coli. Just it's light it on just fire. Sped, spreads poop if, particles in the air. If you live in California, don't start a fire. No. We have a lot of those That already. was a joke. <laughs> I don't know what we can do legally about that, but that was a joke. Do not do that. Just throw it away. Compost it. I don't even know. Would you be able to? I don't think you would because it might spread that bacteria into your compost. And then you'd be spreading it all over the rest of your garden vegetables. Guys, the questions we have. Yes. Um, I'd say we just jump in, though, because in. the reason that we have to throw our romaine away mm-hmm. is because of antibiotic resistance. Yes. E. coli. E. coli, that bacteria. Um, so we're going to stop. Tar- we're going to stock. <laughs> we're going to start talking just about um, why antibiotics get used in our food. And then talking about, like, just why we should be concerned and then what's the big issue here. Um, So antibiotics in foods uh, also started around 1940, which if you listen to our other antibiotic episode, um, antibiotics were discovered in the 1920s. So about 20 years later, they were really being used within our livestock. Mm -hmm. It's primarily in cows, pork, chickens, pigs, you know, pig, pork, the same thing. Um, I'm a vegetarian. Meat. I don't really know meat. Um, and so they were given to farm animals in the 1940s. Low doses of antibiotics have been given in feed to promote growth. More milk, more meat, more better. Was what I wrote. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then low doses. You're have, so clever. I'm really. She smart. said that, and I just stared at her, and she laughed at herself. So there was actually something that you said in um, one of the holiday episodes, and it was so funny, and I didn't even hear you say it, <laughs> and I just kept talking, and I completely forgot what it was, but like, I'm going to go back and listen, and I'll let you know what it was. Thank you. you should listen. Um, but you say something so hilarious, <laughs> and in the car, I listened to it. I was laughing super hard, and I just, like, bypassed it. I was just like, pop, 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 pop. I think that happens a lot, which is funny. For both of us. Yeah, for sure. That's just our life story. It's fine. You guys hear it. You laugh. It's fine. Or you don't. And or that's don't. fine, too. <laughs> we laugh. Anyways, um, meat antibiotics. Meat antibiotics. Low doses have been shown to help reduce death, obviously. And then improve reproduction. So that's the main reason why farmers are giving it. It's basically to improve their livestock. It's improving their crop, essentially, mm-hmm. like the amount of meat they're able to get. Um, and then keeping disease out of the whatever. In 2011, 80%, 80%, I want you guys to hear that, of all antibiotics sold in the U.S. were for food-producing animals. Which is crazy. Yeah. And um, on that statistic, one of the articles I read says farmers use four times the amount that humans use, which doctors are prescribing 8 million pounds to us humans. Yeah. So four times that is going into our meat. That weighs about the same as two Eiffel Towers are going into our meat here in the U.S. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. All right. Continue on. Yeah. I mean, thinking about it in that sense, and then also like literally we 
talked about how much antibiotics are being overprescribed in humans and only 20% of all antibiotics is that and 80% is in the U.S. like food producing animals. It's ridiculous. Um, And so that leads us into if this is being given to the animals that are for food consumption, it's in their food. What does that look like for our food that we consume? Mm -hmm. Um, And so the amount found in food is actually extremely low. Um, For the United States, we actually do have pretty strict legislation whenever it comes to antibiotics and um, drugs in animals that are going to be used for food. Um, That's to ensure that there's no contaminated food products that are able to enter the food supply. Obviously, things slip through like Mm -hmm. the romaine lettuce. Um, The vets and farmers are actually required to ensure that any animal product they produce are drug free before used for food. They actually make the animals go through drug withdrawal. Um, Periods are enforced before they are actually actually slaughtered or used for meat, which as a vegetarian, I have no animal rights reasons in my body for why I'm a vegetarian, but that just makes my heart sad. Yeah, that sounded really sad like, when you said it. it may, they put them through, like they give them all these drugs and then they're like, okay, you don't get no more. Yeah. I've made you addicted to these things. Now let's go through some withdrawal. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so sad. they didn't ask to get be, get put on all these drugs. Yeah. You forced them and then you made them addicted and then now you're taking them away. You're taking the good stuff away. You're taking the good <laughs> stuff, making their life sad, and then they're going to die. That's yep. just mean. It's true. Whatever. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this allows time for the drugs to leave the animal system. The USDA has a strict process of testing. In 2010, less than 0.8% of animal products tested positive um, for drugs or antibiotics. Um, products that test positive don't enter the food chain. That's what the goal is. Producers who repeatedly violate regulations are publicly exposed, a system that discourages misconduct. I literally have this start. I'm like, how does that look? It says publicly exposed a system that discourages misconduct so like is that just like all the farmers getting together that like raise livestock and they like publicly like burn or destroy (laughs) the like meat and they're like you dumb farmer that didn't even understand how to withdraw your animal you're so dumb (laughs) yeah like are they making fun of them is there like a picture that's posted in like around farmer circles it has to be like where they're just like publicly shaming these people that's it that's it just public exposure just public exposure but i'm like what does that look like in the world of farmers it looks like people not buying their meat as much and that's the public like Maybe because it's if it's told. I mean, but the thing is, what's hard is that how many of us are looking into the meat we're buying at the supermarket and then going back to the farmer. Yeah. Maybe at the supermarket level, like people, they lose customers and that regard, maybe. Well, I, I mean, know. hopefully it wouldn't even be reaching us if they're being like tested positive. But obviously that happens because. Mm-hmm. um. It's more common than we think to have like not antibiotics, but the next part that we're going to be talking about, which is the real issue. So whenever we're talking about food and we're talking about antibiotics and like all of that seems 
uh, like crazy, but the the regulations are pretty like strict mm-hmm. that like antibiotics probably aren't going to be in our food. Like whenever we're ultimately thinking yeah. about it. The issue is that they're giving them all of these antibiotics that now they are becoming resistant to the antibiotics. The bacteria is that can be in the meat. So right. antibiotic resistance bacteria can be in the meat. We're probably not getting any antibiotics. We're yeah. getting those bacteria that no longer are even effective or like no antibiotic is even effective against them. That's what's actually going into our meat. And so that's the big issue. And that's what we should actually be concerned about rather than ultimately in taking antibiotics, antibiotics through our food. meat. Yes. That's not what the scary thing is. It's the bacteria that they became resistant to because they were on so many antibiotics. So many antibiotics. Yeah. <sighs> I know, guys. Heavy stuff. <laughs> um, that So the big issue is that in of 200 U.S. supermarket meat samples of chicken, beef, turkey, and pork, 20% contaminated salmonella um, had salmonella contamination. And of these, 84% were resistant to at least one antibiotic. Fun facts, guys. This is really fun facts. Yeah. Um, And then one report found resistant bacteria in 81% of ground turkey meat, 69% of pork chops, 55% of ground beef, and 39% of chicken breasts, wings, thighs, um, and that was all found in U.S. supermarkets. Another study tested 136 beef, poultry, and pork samples from 36 U.S. supermarkets. Almost 25% tested positive for resistant bacteria MRSA. Great. Which is staff. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Many products claim to be raised without antibiotics, including some that are labeled organic. Uh, This does not mean these products are free from the resistant bacteria. Um, What that does mean, though, is that of that bacteria that is present, compared to a non-organic source, it has less of the resistant bacteria. Right. So if you get sick from that, there's a way higher chance that you're going to be able to treat it with an antibiotic. Yes, exactly. Um, Also, um, how we've talked about the romaine issue is that, so obviously that's not an animal product. It's not being fed Mm -hmm. anything. The issue is that we use either pesticides or natural fertilizers that have the antibiotic resistance in the mm-hmm. fertilizer, and then that gets put on, on our the crops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Exactly. <laughs> it's super fun. It's super lighthearted. I don't even think that we need to worry, guys. Yeah. Um, but this is, a, it is very pertinent in the fact that, like, that is what's happening with the romaine, is that the E. coli came from um, the fertilizer that's being used. There could be resistant strains of that E. coli present so that Mm -hmm. if you do eat it, you could get really sick. Mm -hmm. Um, And if it is a resistant strain and you try to take a antibiotic for that, it won't be effective. And then you could be even more sick and you could die. Which is scary. And people do die from that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. People died a lot more. Yes. A hundred years ago. Yeah. Thankfully, we do have options, not as many as Mm -hmm. we would like. Well, we won't if we keep doing this. So there are things that you can change, even about the food you eat, which will help us have less bugs. Yes, um, for sure. Um, But one of the like big things is that I think that ties back before we talk about all the things that help us 
is that um, even though that is scary, the big issue still is that where the issue is, is that we as humans are being prescribed a ton of antibiotics. And so then we could be becoming like resistant resistant to these antibiotics. And so it's also still the overconsumption of antibiotics just from us that's actually making us more at risk Mm -hmm. for the food. Granted, those should not be there Mm -hmm. in our food supply, but it's still the biggest risk is actually still us consuming them over prescribed. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hot mess. Um, And before Jonna talks about like how we should be purchasing stuff and like um, things to be focusing on is one of the biggest and most important ways to be taking care of that is just making sure that your food is cooked properly. Mm -hmm. Um, So heating your pork, since especially like pork is one of the big ones, is like making sure that temperature is 165 degrees. Um, buy a meat thermometer. Yes. Buy a meat thermometer. It is very important. I lived a lot of my life without a meat thermometer. Yeah. I don't think that I own one, but I also very rarely cook meat. Meat. And I've never cooked pork mm-hmm. outside of bacon for my husband. Which bacon has mm-hmm. in it. I know. So I know. Um, yes. Look up the internal temperatures and mm-hmm. make sure your meat is at that internal temperature. Yes. Especially, but always, but especially if it's not um, an antibiotic-free meat. Yeah. Um, which is something you're going to want to look for when you're in the supermarket. Um, basically, what's happening is the livestock in our farms are, like, crammed all in. Everybody knows this. Mm-hmm. Um, I was telling Amanda, what's kind of, like, exciting is that California on the 2018 ballot just passed Proposition 12, which establishes new standards for confinement for specified farm animals and bans the sale of non-complying products. Yeah. So that means that our animals are going to have more space, probably still not the ideal amount of space, but more. So mm-hmm. that can also help yeah. with alleviating a little bit of this because what's happening is they're all defecating on each other because mm-hmm. they're all crammed. Yes. So if one of them is sick with this drug-resistant bacteria, then all of them are sick with this drug-resistant mm-hmm. bacteria because they're all pooping on each yes. other, which is disgusting. Did you ever watch, um, shoot, what was the very first food documentary um that Inc. showed like Tyson, yeah, fooding. Mm-hmm. Where whenever I saw all the chickens like on so top gross. of each other and like just dead chickens, it made me so sad. It's disgusting. It really is. Yeah. I'm really I'm really excited about that. I yeah, feel like it's, it's a big super. step for us to start caring about that. I mean, and I understand like I'm from West Texas. <laughs> like not from, but I lived in West Texas for ten years. Feedlots are a very big thing that like Cattle is a very big industry there, but I do think that like sometimes it doesn't matter about the do- like the bottom line or like the yeah. dollar. Why can't I think of the saying? What is the saying? The bottom line. No, the like top dollar, like the like the fact that like they care more about money versus like yeah. health essentially. Yeah. Where it's like it doesn't matter sometimes like maybe you're you'll actually sell more if your product is really good. Right. And that's Really, the answer, the solution to Mm -hmm. all of this is actually just buying meat from places that don't use antibiotics and are working harder to have better conditions for their animals. Mm -hmm. So 
it can be it's a little bit more expensive, but it's worth it to um buy organic. Mm-hmm. They have much stricter you can't have antibiotics in the meat at all with organic or finding the no antibiotics raised in like raised without antibi- antibiotics mm-hmm. in your meat or your eggs. Thankfully, animal products. the one thing that's really good is that because this has become really like prominent is that this is very available. Yeah. Like it's very available to us. I think that like in 2012, that's whenever like there was a huge rise in like from 12% of the amount. I'm making these numbers up because <laughs> I can't remember, but it jumped up to like 60 or 70% availability of like antibiotic free or um, organic no antibiotics, hormone-free, that sort of thing. Right. You know, so we have options wherever you go. Yeah. And uh, if you buy organic, that means that those animals cannot be given antibiotics Mm -hmm. at all. Um, It doesn't apply to eggs or small chicks that are going to become a chicken. Mm -hmm. So you still have that. That's probably honestly where that that little percentage comes in even with the drug-resistant. Um, but at least, like, if you get free range, then you know that they have better conditions. So it's not at least, like, mm-hmm. an infestation of. Right. And free range has meant a long way to go, too. Yes. But it's better than these places where it's just, like, a mm-hmm. barn where you open the door and chickens fall out. Yes, exactly. Um, raising animals without antibiotics is more expensive. Mm-hmm. Um but if you really want to cut like a big one that has um, like costs more to get antibiotic free in the supermarket when you're there, uh, cut out pork mm-hmm. because um, hormone or antibiotic free pork is much more expensive than um, hormone filled or antibiotic filled pork. Yeah. So like your bacon, if you're going to want to buy antibiotic free bacon, mm-hmm. Or don't buy bacon anymore, which is the saddest. I mean, I don't eat meat, so it's not sad for me, but I get it. It It smells smells great. Um, I will say that I watch a lot of Hell's Kitchen and no one ever is able to cook like a pork chop correctly. Mm -hmm. It's always under. And so... um, You're terrified now. No, I mean, yeah. I feel like if you had to give up a meat to like cook at home, like... That's one that, especially if you don't have a meat thermometer, like if it's the biggest culprit, like probably cut it. Yeah, cut it. Yep. Or go eat it at a really nice restaurant that they're taking that into consideration. Which they probably aren't. So just probably cut it. Yeah. Um, and us doing that, like us deciding, making the conscious decision to only buy hormone antibiotic both i keep saying hormone that's because those really go together usually on packaging it's usually like hormone and antibiotic free Mm -hmm. buy antibiotic free meat and it does cost a little bit more but what it's going to do is put pressure on the farmers in america to spend the little bit of extra money because the supply and demand Mm -hmm. will be off so there will be a higher demand and they we won't be buying their meats that have antibiotics in them and that can revolutionize our food industry yeah. as far as antibacter- antibiotic-resistant bacterias in our food. Yeah, I think that everyone forgets sometimes like how much we actually dictate. Like the food industry has said that they're in control for so long and just like made it. Like, yes, we are the ones that like want a tomato all year or mm-hmm. we want 
all these things. And it's like if we just like gave up some of the like things that we feel like we deserve, like Mm -hmm. if it's not the perfect marbling on that meat, that's probably okay. Like if it's still just a really well tasting meat, I understand what marbling does. I understand the tenderization (laughs) of it. I understand all of those things. But it's like if it's not super marbled because they got to move a little bit more and there's a little bit more connective tissue and they were able to eat grass instead of corn mm-hmm. and they lived their life and we now get the benefit of not being scared of having any like even more antibiotic resistance like we dictate it. And I think that we just forget sometimes and we think that like we just have the right to everything and it's like, hey, just Let's live our life the way that, like, the world was Mm -hmm. intended to live. We aren't supposed to have tomatoes all year. They taste like crap in the winter. Just have them in the summer. Yeah. And uh, this is going to be like a, like, you have to make the conscious decision to change so many things. Mm -hmm. But it's so much better for you because I'm thinking right now, like, how many of us, not me because my husband is a snobby, snob, snob, way snobbier than me about food. (laughs) Uh, Everyone who doesn't know Aaron is like, but how? (laughs) It's worse. He made me into this. He created this monster. It's true. Um, Fast food. Mm -hmm. You actually are going to have to start making the decision to get meat-free fast food, um, which means you're probably going to stop eating fast food for the most part because there's not a ton of great vegetarian options in I can speak for one that there's very rarely any. Right. And if you want to go on a terror journey, terror tour of, (laughs) I thought that was really catchy. I didn't even know. A terror tour (laughs) of the antibiotics that is in our fast food. It's crazy. Hormones, antibiotics. It's the worst of the worst. I mean, can you even call some of the meat meat? No, it's not even really meat sometimes. Thankfully, I feel like because that got exposed, Mm -hmm. a lot of it is turning more towards that. And again, it's all Mm -hmm. about the knowledge that we as consumers need and have the right Mm -hmm. to know in order to like change stuff. But yeah, we were driving back from New Mexico for Thanksgiving and we stopped in a little town right on like this side Mm -hmm. of California. And the only thing was Del Taco, which they were like. Um, we're only accepting cash. And I was like, cool, we don't have that. So we went to McDonald's. No grown adult has cash anymore. No, responsible adults probably do. I don't. Okay. No Um, millennial has cash anymore. Um, and so I, we had to go to McDonald's and I was like, I'll just get a salad. They, they suck. But they had no romaine. They were like, we're not serving salads right now because of the E. coli. And I was like, did you get so, french fries? I had french fries. Yep. And then I ate a troll nugget bar because thankfully I had those in my bag. That was a better choice. It was. But, but I was like, it also would have been nice I mean, to like, eat like even food. our like most beloved California chain that I'm not going to name right now because I don't want to get sued has mm-hmm. a lot of antibiotics. Like their food is, and it's like local. They're, mm-hmm. That's their big thing is local meat, but it's not the right type of meat. So yeah. choosing... Where you get your food is important, and especially for America who lives on fast food, mm-hmm. which is very unfortunate. The standard American diet. Mm-hmm. Sad. The sad diet. You got to think about that. So yeah. maybe this will be like a crisis of your food journey, realizing, which is better for all of us, if we yeah. all realize that and make a conscious decision, like, 
we don't want to get MRSA. Yeah. And not be able to <laughs> And whenever it. you get it, you would like to be able to use methicillin and it work. Right. And I mean, this is our last episode. We talked about C. diff, but I've known a couple people that have gotten C. diff. They almost died and mm-hmm. it is gnarly. Yeah. You have to wear like... It's intense. You have to go in there like the freaking min or no monsters inc mm-hmm. people that come yeah. in when there's a child that's how crazy it is yeah i've had to go into like a few different like patients rooms fully gowned masked everything yep whenever they had c diff yeah it's like it's actually way scarier mm-hmm. than people think yeah the drug resistance in america yeah and this is just a small portion of it yeah and if you haven't listened to our last episode yet all about antibiotics in humans that we're mm-hmm. taking go back and listen to that now and try to just be more informed about the things that we're putting in our body yeah and i think that like this can feel overwhelming but just little small things like especially if you're on a tight budget like jonna was saying it was like find one meat that you can like cut cut or that you can put the money towards to like really buy a good quality piece of meat mm-hmm. or go to like i mean trader joe's i know like Beef sometimes can be incredibly like cheap ground beef Mm -hmm. in some areas like they have organic grass fed no antibiotics that's Mm -hmm. a 8515 for 599 for a pound which is expensive to some people because they're like I can get it for like 299 right but if you're not getting it hopefully exactly (laughs) and it's like and it's a quality piece like of meat Mm -hmm. it's hopefully grown by growers that are putting in the effort um, mm-hmm. or raised because they don't grow them, raise the cows mm-hmm. and putting effort into it. So they're like, I would rather my five ninety nine go to that. And I think mm-hmm. it's just like looking at your budget and seeing where you can put your money to the things that like matter. Right. And, and it doesn't have to be everything. And we can know? also just be better humans and eat less meat. I mean, that's ultimately <laughs> what could be happening. So if you want to eat meat, save up, use the extra money Mm -hmm. to eat your meat once or twice a week and the rest of the time be a vegetarian. Yeah, or a pescatarian. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's how I choose to try to educate people where it's like, hey, you don't really have to have meat. And one day maybe we'll talk about all of the pros to uh, the environment for yeah less meat consumption. Um, if you haven't started following Ziza after <laughs> she was on our episode, she is on a journey uh, on a journey right now, <laughs> and like she has found, like always talks about and like is learning. And so, if you ever have any interest in th- especially things like this for in the mm-hmm. environmental part with food, you should follow her because she has wonderful little tidbits. So go follow Ziza. Yeah, and us. And us. And also, on that note, if you are listening to this podcast, it would be the best gift to us if you would go subscribe and review us. It helps keep us going. Yeah. Guys. We need you. We need you. To keep Yep, I Did That. (laughs) Pumping out new episodes about things that you're curious about. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and so... Don't feel discouraged. There's things that we can be doing. <laughs> Circling back. Circling back. Um, And this is a big issue, but we have ability to change it. And this it's is not like irreversible. This is the episode of guys 
talk to your legislators. Talk to like the people that are mm-hmm. making all these rules, like how California was able to like pass this legislation that's like hopefully going to be impacting our food industry. Yeah. And I so mean, California is such space. a big part of the food industry in general. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Huge. Isn't but. California one of the ones that like has one of the highest methane producers because of I the cattle? So. Central Valley is insane. Central Valley. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, but guys, fight the fight. We're going to continue on. Be a vegetarian. It's fine with me. I'm not a vegetarian, everyone. <laughs> I love meat. <laughs> but maybe just not poop meat. Yeah. Don't eat poop meat. <laughs> who who wants poop meat, really? Or poop lettuce. I guess, like, that's what, the, like, after all this stuff, I was talking to Kyle about it. He was like, um, but what about your lettuce? I'm like, um, thank God I'm a vegetarian. That's what I was, was thinking. Like, uh, the lettuce. And I was like, we're not safe. None of us are. No, nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. That's the reality of it. <laughs> okay. On that note, like I said before, we circled yes. back. Go subscribe. Yes, please. Follow us on Instagram. Write us a review. Reviews really matter for us. And keep podcasts going. Write the podcasts you like reviews and subscribe yes, to them. You should. Um, just make their day better. Yes. And if you feel so inclined, you can become a part of the Yep Club on Patreon. Yeah. And there you can buy us a drink for just a dollar a month. A dollar. That's not even like a third of a coffee. No. And it also, again, just keeps us encouraged. Exactly. It keeps us funny, lighthearted people. Yes. You know? You know, talking about like death and destruction death from and destruction of the antibiotics in the food industry. Yeah. Who doesn't want to hear this? Yeah. Um, and if you're still looking for some Christmas gifts, Christmas gifts, remember Valentia Skincare, all the organic has hot topic this episode. Yeah. Get that organic cold pressed oils yeah. for your face and your body. They're amazing. Um, they're maze balls. And also, we're not getting any kickback for saying we're this. We're actually FYI. getting zero dollars. <laughs> we're getting zero dollars. We just love them. And they offered our listeners a uh, discount. Mm-hmm. So from now till January, yeah, get yourself some of these things. Buy them as gifts. I'm buying them for gifts for my mm-hmm. family members. It is YIDT20. Yep, yep I, I did, did that. that 20. 20. Again, that is YIDT20. <laughs> Oh my gosh, we're so professional. Thanks. Um, but yeah, 20% off. Um, go look at it. And part of your money goes to the Women's Collective. So it actually encourages women empowerment. Yeah. Um, learn about the company. It's awesome. Valentia.com. All right. Well, have a good day. I hope that this caused you to ask yourself questions and yes. search within yourself about ways that you can start making a difference in fighting antibiotic resistance. Yes. And if you have questions, ask us. We'd love to answer them. All right. Bye. Bye.